Hello and welcome to the Pharma Forum podcast. I'm your host, Jonah Comstock. Artificial intelligence is transforming nearly every industry these days, and in biopharma that goes for every part of the business, from research and development to marketing and communications. In today's podcast, sponsored by V7, I'm welcoming Natalia Andrichuk, V7's CEO, to talk about how AI is changing the world of pharma marketing, what opportunities she's most excited about, and some of the areas where the execution of this technology might be challenging. Welcome to the show, Natalia. Hello, everyone. So it's so great to be here. And thank you, Jonah, for introducing us here at Vizevan. As Vizevan CEO, my primary role is to steer uh, the company towards achieving its mission in transformation of the way how our clients, pharma, communicate with their audiences. With the background built in the both in technology, psychology, and communication, I'm very passionate about how we can merge every of these tools together to achieve our goals and achieve our customers' goals. At Vizevan, we're also focusing very much in providing end-to-end solutions for our current customers um, in, uh, within our MarTech technologies to help them to communicate with the audiences through omni-channel communication, through uh, polishing their data, uh, through uh, making sure modular approach and the other approach approaches which are accelerating content production are in place and uh, properly used uh, and established and uh, also what is very important, they are uh, stretched, spread over the company so they can really be uh, at the service of our customers. So this is uh, my role and uh, our company doing that together with me (laughs) for the last, uh, I think, 14 years. You can see my background is like like a recent birthday, and that's like uh, where we are. Congratulations. And I should mention up front for the people who are interested in this conversation and want to hear more, we also had Natalia on a webinar back in April, along with Pavel Klemenko from V7 and Sebastian Mata from CIFI. It's a great conversation about Omnichannel more broadly, but on the podcast today, we're going to delve deeper on AI. Again, thanks for being here, Natalia. Just to start out, what do you see as the biggest mistakes people make as they try to integrate AI into their marketing efforts? Uh, it's a great question. First of all, let me express uh, the feeling and uh, what I have the recent uh, like couple of months already. If you are not mentioning three times in your presentation the word AI and you are not talking about AI, you are not interested for the public. So that's, that's, the, that's the notification on my personal level. But um, uh, being serious, so what are the uh, biggest hurdles and what are uh, the mistakes? First of all, we we can see like AI is like a baby. It's like nine months, last nine months, we are all um, experiencing and having the privilege to see how it is progressing, right? So that's, that's how like a baby grows. Then what is the mistake? The lack of strategy is not a mistake. It's like we are not um, coping with the time the technology is growing and progressing. That's why. So one of the uh, common struggle today is a big belief that AI is kind of a silver bullet, which can solve all the problem of the world, which is probably not, but um, 
if we put the right clear strategy, what we want to achieve with AI, so what we want AI to solve for us, with us, whatever. So that's that's one thinking about that. So whatever we have to adjust ourselves. Another big uh, struggle today is um, high quality, clean data plus data ownership, talking about pharma, about us, is clear, transparent ownership of the data, then cleanest of the data. And, uh, you know, like, uh, and uh, we all need to invest into the direction. So because AI thrives on data and you all understand garbage in, garbage out, right? So we can't afford that. So and that's that's where that's where uh, where we struggle today. And uh, my personal observation, I was probably talking a lot about that on the recent event in Philadelphia. It was uh, Digital Pharma East. We were talking about AI and marketing and you know, instead of having one big bulk project, it's good to experiment. And I do recommend to start small piloting AI initiatives and scale them and grow them. So experiment, scale them and build on them. So in that way, we'll be able to build a quite flexible, modern strategy. Plus, we will not neglect a framework of security and other biases we have with uh, towards AI implementation. Plus, uh, we will be able uh, to deal with the data question. So this is the observation. So, yeah, that's a really interesting way to frame it. This idea that uh, that AI is it's not a silver bullet, as you say, but it is an enabling technology that can really have positive effects all over the business in different ways. Um, I wonder if we can get into a few of those specifics. Um, <laughs> one that I thought was interesting is is the idea of using AI to help uh, am- ameliorate uh, physician burnout to help detect and intercept uh, burnout situations. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's very interesting. And um, it is not only in this way. So like uh, with the, with physicians, with the burnout situation and with the struggles we all have in that and, and also fatigue, technology fatigue and um, the um, time dedicated to the patient. So all of these things, uh, how AI can impact on that, so we we can eliminate, take out the mechanical repetitive works we are we are doing all the time. Like uh, so many software were uh, developed uh, during the last decade just to establish the connection between patient and physician, and to centralize the data and to make sure like the uh, the quality of the treatment is followed and. Uh, really versioning and there is a strict following each patient uh, in the way like uh, uh, the disease could be cured in a time and uh, the everything is tracked and the history is in there so but the time physician is um, taken to fulfill the note on the computer is a paramount time right and then the focus on the patient is like 10 times less then on the screen with the form to be filled and everything like that. So there, like these small little things, like we are talking about, like what to pilot, they can really accelerate 
the the work of physician to make sure there will be like at least no stress but lowest stress and more time to focus on the patient so that will be also a positive impact on uh, getting uh, getting this burnout because burnout also caused by the technology fatigue to less time to focus on the real problem a lot of work which requires a lot of attention but they are not really the uh, should be the focus of the quality time of physicians so like there should be a patient who is in the focus so ai is able not only to recognize the patient data to extract it and to work with it to fulfill the data and to show the outcome which is needed at this very moment of time or the conversation with this very patient so means illuminate the time which spent on fulfilling the things also uh, taking this conversation further once we are developing the materials for the physicians right so we do also have a lot of things where ai is disrupting so so to say, we recently introduced content offering tools and digital asset management as, as a whole area became very and very um, essential for the content strategy for all the organizations. So and within this uh, emerge of uh, essentiality of the digital asset management uh, in the transformation course. So we understood there is a lot of work, additional work will put on the market to your shoulder instead of creating a clear message instead of creating an, a clear message in personalized way based on the data you're receiving you're less working with the data and with personalization you start to work with assembling the uh, the different digital assets and then you can't really focus on the more important things you are using the tools you're assembling the assets uh, using uh, we do have one of this platform which is a wizard and uh, there is another thing you need to be the expert in mlr so to make sure that this is the approvable content you need also to work with across the platforms and you are a marketer you need to work with the data you need to work with the persona you need to you need to imagine for whom you are delivering but instead you are too much focusing on how to assemble of what you are delivering so that's that's the thing and ai is very helpful here because we are all understanding that the biggest disruption will be happening in this area where we assemble digital content. So that means like even to recognize and to slice the content, to, not to the modules, but even to um, less than modules, to atomic pieces and tag it, um, index it by using the engines like one of the hours. So will help as the future step to assemble the reusable piece and um, AI will suggest that this type of information is absolutely approvable because we used all approved uh, uh, images and all approved messages from one central source of truth, which is in most cases Viva Vault promo in uh, in our universe.
And then you can easily choose from the suggested uh, mechanism because we do have everything for that. We have our next best action in genes. We have uh, uh, tagging, contextual tagging, which can index and tag contextually all the uh, all the data we can see on the exact piece of the information. We also have the engine which is recognizing the um, whenever we violate any of the um, basic um, medical regulatory approval rules, like whenever we do have any imaginary graphs or messaging which violates any of these rules, also we can make a spell check, we can make a reference check, and the combination of those basically AI give us the gives us the opportunity to speed up this process like 90% because we have everything assembled checked for pre-approval and ready to be submitted. And also we do have, due to this slicing mechanism, we do have the variations. And with AI, uh, from my point of view, we are answering one of the most crucial questions we were not able to answer uh, once modular approach emerged. We were not able to answer what to do with the gazillion of the old content, what we will be doing with it, so what where we will be reusing it or not, if yes, so how we convert it from one system to another. So there is the answer because AI is really good with data and to make sure the data is in there and it is very clear, transparent and machine-readable atomic way of data. So we, what do we need in the future? So this is the housekeeping we were talking uh, once again and once again. We have to cut, to slice the content into these atomic pieces to make sure we have strategic tagging, but we have also contextual explicit tagging, which is basically indexing and it's harmonized together. And then we have AI on the top of it in the content management tool, which can suggest you the assembly of all of this with the pre-approval status. So if it is a pre-approvable piece of the information. So there are a lot of more uh, specifics into this, like technology, and we will be able to talk about that more. But conceptually, we're almost there. And uh, it's it's how it is happening. It seems like AI is really streamlining a lot of aspects of content marketing, a lot taking a lot of the complexity out. Um, and, and what about the content itself? I mean, so much of the conversation around AI right now is about these large language models, generative AI. Um, w- what role does AI have to play in helping to, to craft content? Um, you know, like uh, there, there are a lot of communications around that because I have been recently on the master classes where with AI we have literally uh, figured out the new pharmaceutical brand, and then we have figured out the strategy and the, even the you know the uh, branding strategy and the designs like we have been we have been figuring out things like in terms like in one hour two hours like which usually we were working like with uh, months 
uh, like that's that's kind of acceleration it could bring. So it's still not a silver bullet because um, you know, like without human and the human way of thinking. So like because uh, as we as we understand, so we we need to put the right framework around that to make sure it is usable. But for marketing for marketing perspective, it is absolutely acceleration. This is the acceleration in so many directions because instead of instead of using your time to talk to the agency about pixelation of certain aspects like uh, I don't like this color or this color or that, so you are receiving from the perspective of um, uh, performance of the content performance. So content performance data will receive more and more um, importance and that will be uh, the future because uh, from the performance perspective, inside each channel, AI will be absolutely friendly to suggest you the best possible permitted, validated combinations of the messages, designs are applied to the brand identity and you will be likely see not only from the human perspective, you will be seeing from the data perspective the most performance performing combinations of the asset. So like you will receive like a very nice advisors. So how to make the next move? So I can't say it will happen immediately on omni-channel level, but what will be happening inside the channel? It's amazing. So we will take the email. So by the end of this year, we will be able to generate out to generate with AI the email like working email ba- based on this data we have on the emails and the best you know performing combinations we will be having it uh, inside Evisor by the end of the year and you will be able to generate that email so I think today if we will look inside the channel so we will be able absolutely based on the performance of the combinations of the assets we will be able to generate highly performing assets with AI also we can have a, a, a breach between medical regulatory approvals and the creators of the content that means like in the past we uh, we experienced the delays of how the content was approved only because of the um, uh, you know back and forth communication between the approvers and between the creators and some communication could be also just cut because we will really know like what shouldn't go there at all so where we are mistaken from the uh, day one so not the day 10 when you need to deliver so that's that's also will be very helpful uh, the next thing is uh, i think uh, also the uh, it's already happening our human like we are talking right now but it can some be some avatar uh, if if we have like extensive exhausting training sessions like um, and we need to prepare also a ton of material and voice over to this material so some things of that so and we implemented this stream inside our platform eVisor as well already so it could be replaced by this video channel because most of the content today is streaming 
People are not reading, people are streaming, seeing the stream, they are listening, so they are not really reading, so I'm really worrying about reading, so because our brains are starting to function in a different way. So that's why this type of content should be created, and this is the content which is easily generated by rendering the existing content and uh, uh, it's even rendering the avatar which is uh, uh, also highly customizable you can choose the uh, whom want you to introduce this particular brand you want it a girl or a boy you want it what kind of age or you have the cultural uh, differences or you you want to choose it do you want also to choose who will be introducing your brands in different countries and that uh, who will be better uh, speaking to different audiences and that will also solve a lot of things because instead of sharing like faceless presentation and we know we we exactly know in the normal face-to-face visit when we have a conversation how many slides can you show one two maybe less than two Right. So that's the statistics. So that's why AI will be creating a lot of new opportunities for us to hear, to see and do not have the um, unnecessary interaction before the interaction happening. So I think uh, this is a pity, but also the acceleration. Amazing. Yeah, really like just optimizing and connecting to people the way they want to be connected to. So. With the time we have left, I, I want to talk about the other side of the coin here, some of the challenges around AI. Um, certainly, you know, there's a lot of conversation about uh, potential for hallucination, you know, for bias. Uh, what are some of the conversations you've had internally and, and, and with others in the industry about making sure that AI is used safely and effectively? That's very, very true. And that's why we do we do support the ethical use of AI. So that's that's uh, we have we have extensive discussions internally and externally about this topic, this exact topic, because this is this is how we shouldn't uh, shouldn't allow to AI to be used without a proper framework in place. And here, like every customer has their different approach and seeing how this framework must function, what type of data must be accessible for AI, what will be the learning curve of AI algorithm, how we train it. So all of these combinations, like the, like there is a, a general framework, so there has to be their own data, so has to be the validated data so regular audits, diverse trainings and collaborations with external experts are must be in place. And these strategies must be the part of the framework, right? But on the other side, I see our customers are also not stay indifferent. They are adding to this framework uh, immediately from the corporate uh, governance and their own rules, like business rules, or what, what should be applied to make sure we avoid the consequences 
of being like um, too much too much careless or too much open for the new technology because if it is such the in such the efficiency there is some danger as well because it's like the you know the speedy driving so when you when you got up to speed you also expose yourself to a certain risk right so there is there is there is the same with ai but if you if you have a framework right so like if you are a race driver you understand at what type of risk you could be exposed to and you make sure everything is measured checked and you are uh, knowing the limits the same thing with ai so we are all about acceleration efficiency but we un- should understand where our limits are and where where there will be the breach of security and other things so that's that's the that's the thing and uh, i am happy to see that every of our customers successfully at the moment dealing with this thing so like acceleration will be happening and disruption in the many spheres as well so as we come to the end of our conversation wh- what are some final thoughts or pieces of advice for folks in the industry who are interested in incorporating AI more than they are already into their own work? Okay, <laughs> that's, that's a great one. So like, um, I, I want to say, uh, like the, the finalizing all the conversation that the future of healthcare and marketing is undeniably with AI. Like we are together, we belong there. We want that. We want that. The uh, the approach we will use and we are using should not limit human capabilities or should not replace us humans. It should enable us and to to make sure we can show our best side. You know, so we 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 need to continue learning, collaborating, and staying on the top of this technology. So this is not like this is not a replacement. This is enabling. This is really enhancing. So this is crucial for everyone who is looking into the direction. And every strategy need to have and the like header. We enhance. We enable. We are making better. We accelerate. We not replace. So. And this, I hope this provides some headline on how to start building the framework, which will be uh, your secure, speedy driving with AI. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Natalia, for joining us. And thank you to V7 for, for sponsoring this episode. Um, as I mentioned earlier, if folks want to hear more, I would highly recommend they check out the webinar that we had on the site back in April. It's called How to Cultivate a Successful Omnichannel Strategy, and we'll have a link there in the description of the podcast too. Thank you very much, Jonah. Thank you, everyone who joined and who listening. I do appreciate that. And if you want to contact me and to extend the conversation, always happy to do so. So thank you very much and goodbye. That concludes this episode of the Pharma Forum podcast. You can find more information about this episode, including a download link and information about other installments in the series at pharmaforum.com slash podcast. The Pharma Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, Stitcher, and Podme. 
where you can find and subscribe by searching for PharmaForum. And don't forget to visit our website where you can sign up for daily news and analysis bulletins and to follow us on Twitter at at PharmaForum. Thanks for listening. <laughs>